great mother, holy spirit, yin, divine mother, cosmic moon, deep space, the moon, dark matter, the void, the black hole, Atar, Isis, Diana, Mami, Ishtar, Kali, Mami, and Mother. Great mother speaks to us in raw, realistic, and righteousness. Great Mother speaks to those of us who are most alienated from her unconditional love due to our birth mother experience. Here, welcome to Great Mother Speaks to Us in Raw, Realistic, and Righteousness. Great Mother speaks to those of us who are most alienated from her unconditional love due to our birth mother experience. Here, welcome. So good to be back with you here today on Great Mother Speaks, channeling the energy of evolution from shame, blame, and guilt to happiness, health, and wholeness. Hi, I'm Tammy Taylor, your manifestation muse, musing you to manifest your divinity identity. We say, as divine children of the Great Mother Father God, who are dearly loved and never judged, condemned, or left alone, that we truly have the birthright to be happy, healthy, and whole. We claim it on Great Mother Speaks, and today we're talking about the wounding, the wounding, the healing and the handling of the wound. And so when we talk about wounding, we're talking about being separated from that feeling of happiness, health, and wholeness, aren't we? You know, that's the wound. And if I pull out my handy college dictionary, I kind of talked about this hand dictionary um, I had in my college years that has served me well throughout. And so let's look up wound. Talked about that in the relic from rage to responsibility. Might want to check that out. As well as the episode, Remember Me When I'm Gone. It's the first uploaded episode here, I believe. And um, that will give you more detail about divinity identity. Now, here in the Webster's Handy College Dictionary, wound is defined as... What is a wound? Do I know how to spell wound? Yes, here we go. W-O-U-N-D. Definition number one, an injury to flesh or tissue, especially one caused by violence. Second definition says any injury, something that hurts. Hurt by violence. Hurt the feelings of. That's wound. And it shows that it's the... um, word that comes from a verb meaning wind okay and so we can approach this from several angles wind being an element and wind represents information it represents uh, ideas Um, it represents intelligence the mind you know wind energy um it also contributes to something you know wind contributes to a fire okay 
elementally speaking. It builds a fire. You wind the flame, okay? Stoking the flame to make it bigger. Wind adds to water and creating, you know, the waves. And so a wound, an injury to flesh or tissue, one caused by violence. You know, when we're talking about a wound, to our health, our happiness, and our wholeness with regard to mama drama trauma, we're talking about there being a sense of shame, not feeling good enough, not feeling good about who we are, blame, blaming our mothers, blaming our caretakers for not doing what they need to do in order for us to feel or to be happy, healthy, and whole. And then there's a guilt about doing that. Okay, and so that's the cycle of mama drama trauma, the condition in which a mother projects unhealed issues onto her child, causing emotional and or physical trauma because it's been visited upon her. And if she has not done her own healing work, be she unable, unwilling, or unavailable, sometimes the mother has transitioned, the child has to stop the cycle in order to be happy, healthy, and whole. And so the Great Mother Speaks stream of consciousness is to those of us who are in that healing process, who have come out on the other end, some of us, and are triggered back into those states of shame, blame, and guilt especially during very taxing times such as we are living in now. And triggers are simply what? Unhealed wounds. We talked about in the last episode prior to this. Happy triggers, okay? So you might want to check that out. Talk about triggers in that episode. And we talk about really the healing process of mama drama trauma where we aspire to live in loving detachment from those wounds and so whatever that wounding is many people are wounded maternally through earth mother devastation speaking of the elements of wind and water and tornadoes and tsunamis and fires now that are making people feel, and remember great mother energy is emotional, intuitive energy. The emotion is what the ego uploads to the soul, that eternal source energy of our lives is always getting its uploads from the ego body mind, that conditioned mind of this lifetime about how it feels in the physical body. And then the dialogue of communication is then the soul downloads intuitive information to ground us back into the knowledge we are never judged, condemned, or left alone. We're always guided and looked after, okay? But we can't receive that intuitive information and we don't trust it because we have been taught not to trust our own, which has told us something is not right, I am not being loved properly. I am not being cared for properly. I am in a toxic relationship with my mother that is creating unhappiness, a sense of unhealthiness and unholiness. That intuitive unction, when it is voiced, 
when it is expressed in any way, is shut down. And many of us don't know what's going on. We're completely unaware. We are in the veil of Maya. And Maya, the card in the Great Mother Speaks Oracle deck, which she downloaded to me for this very healing process. It's a very powerful deck. It has healed many and many who are working with triggers on a daily basis. It's a great daily practice to hear from Great Mother in the card Maya, which is a six chakra card. And that inner eye, that intuitive eye, speaking of downloads from the soul that we receive, it's a download about the illusion of what we have expected life to be. You know, we hope against hope with mama drama trauma, don't we? We hold on to hope that mama is going to change, but realize that until we change, the relationship stays the same. And that change looks differently for each of us. And that's what we want to talk about today is handling, the handling of the wound, the handling of the injury to our health, happiness, and wholeness. How are we handling the sense, again, that emotional sense, that visceral, you know, primal sense of survival? How are we handling that emotional, egoic response to not being safe, not being secure in that very most intimate foundational relationship? How are we handling that? And how we handle our wound really tells us about its healing potential. And whether or not we really are healed. Because if we're triggered too much and too often, which means more than half the time, we're not healed. We are in the illusion. Okay, it's a six chakra card. And so this is a card that's going to tell us what? What the soul is wanting us to hear right now. Okay. A root chakra, a sacral chakra, or a gut chakra suit card is going to let us know what our emotional state is. It's going to give us clarity about where our emotions are because we tend to deny how we really feel. Why? Because we've been conditioned to, sh- to shut up. Okay? Not only don't trust your emotions your intuition about what you're being downloaded about you not being in a healthy, secure situation. But your emotional responses are also called into question because we're raised by someone who has wounded themselves and is not being fully truthful with themselves, therefore, about how they feel because that's how they've been conditioned as well. And the grandmother, and the mother, the mother, the mother, the grandmother. My ancestors have come through and shared this information with me prior to even beginning my work 10 years ago as an inner work life coach. And I was in denial for a long time, not trusting my intuition. So my own experience, and hence working with numerous clients that has confirmed this is from which I speak. And so what I've learned is that each of us has a very unique experience of mama drama trauma. 
that's one of the main reasons the Great Mother Speaks Oracle deck exists. That is the reason it exists. Because soon after my practice began, I realized my story was helping a lot of people release some of those denial attachments to not trusting themselves and the fear to really believing ourselves and and asserting, hey, I have a right to be happy, healthy, and whole, and it's not happening here. And so what am I supposed to do? It takes a lot for many of us to even get to that point of saying, hey, wait a minute, something's not right. And I call that phase when we get there LTBS, low tolerance for BS. There is a low tolerance for it when we get to that point because then we realize, hey, wait a minute. Wait, wait, just wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I need to take care of myself and everything becomes something that we need a boundary. And so we work with boundaries. But as much as that was helpful to others, I was beginning to see that experience is not a universal experience, Tammy. You know, your experience was unique to you. And it kind of evolved over your lifetime into adulthood and its toxicity. There are people who marinate in toxicity from the womb and land in it. And that's all they have ever swam in this lifetime. And then there are others who have swam in it and that's okay because in their unique cosmic calculus and that's what led me through my guides and my ancestors and the angels to study astrology so that I could beyond the talk therapy with individuals have a deeper basis of grounding their experience and my experience first and foremost into a greater soul blueprint and understanding that blueprint of life and all of us it turns out have very specific placements of um, certain houses certain signs and certain planets in our charts. We have very specific configurations with Mama Drama Trauma. And they all have to do with astro- astrological signs and symbols of, of course, the mother, having to do with uh, a karma and our own need to evolve in self-love and spiritual independence. And so I said, Great Mother, please give me some type of a tool that's more universal and more people can identify with and understand and work with on their own between sessions because it seems like a lifetime between sessions for people who need the kind of maternal, daily, nurturing, compassionate, understanding support that they're not going to be able to get through me or anyone else. Help me to facilitate that kind of support with a tool. And within two weeks, she downloaded the Great Mother Speaks Oracle deck to me. I mean, I have boxes, like 
boxes of notes until it was distilled down to the very first deck. And some of you remember that very first black and white deck. And it's evolved since then to a very colorful deck um, based on the chakras. It's always had the chakras, but it is based on um, the lunar phases. Okay, so the moon. Each suit has the eight phases of the moon, and each suit is based on the chakras. And so there are um, actually six major um, suits that spell aspire, acknowledges the root chakra, S is self-inquiry, the sacral chakra, P is the gut chakra for processing, I is the heart chakra for integrity, R is the throat chakra for rebirth, and E is the third eye, inner eye, that Maya card, getting back to that, of emancipation. That's the last step. But the seventh suit is the great father suit, the lawsuit of the deck, the yin and yang symbols of the third quarter moon. And of course, we have the actual angels, guides, and ancestors that oversee the aspire acronym cards of acknowledge of self-inquiry of processing integrity rebirth and emancipation those are balsamic moon cards now balsamic moon cards are download cards that is the waning crescent right before that black moon new moon phase where we're just in the dark okay and so all of those cards in the suit are when we're in the dark or at the very beginning of whatever healing process that we're undergoing speaking of how we're handling the wounding and the maya card is a new moon third eye card the goddess maya of illusion we are often beset with illusion in the darkness aren't we we don't see things clearly but the goddess maya represents an ability to pull the veil back and even through the darkness through our inner eye we can see the truth beyond the curtain and that is the scene in the wizard of oz remember the original deck really emphasized this this deck now that's kind of a background narrative uh, with the way it's designed now but the original black and white deck actually did have the scenes and that scene is when Toto pulls the curtain back on Oz and so the card is showing that right now your soul is trying to tell you that you do see things as they are you know just like Dorothy knew as soon as Toto pulled that curtain, and Toto symbolizes our intuition in the Great Mother Speaks Oracle deck. Dorothy is us, the Tin Man, the Lion, and the Scarecrow are aspects of us. And the aspects of us that we really have to get in touch with in our grieving process because we aspire to live in loving detachment from mama drama trauma. We aspire to let go of the mother we want so that we can accept the one we have. Okay, We want a mother that's not going to make us feel ashamed. We want a mother that we don't want to blame. We want a mother that we don't want to feel this guilt all the time with. 
But that's a fantasy mother based on the truth. The integrity suit is the heart chakra suit. Okay? And the new moon in that suit is Sophia. The Hebrew goddess Sophia. That inner wisdom. You know, and so... At the beginning of that suit, there is an evolution of letting go of the lies we tell ourselves. Integrity is telling ourselves the truth. And so we don't just all of a sudden let go of things that we've always told ourselves in order to feel better. Oh, she doesn't really mean it. You know, uh, many times the mother is telling us exactly how she feels. But we don't blame the mother. It's a very taboo subject, and, and, and the mother is not to blame. She's just repeating what was said to her. She hasn't analytically thought of this, and, and we're absolutely right not to say, well, you know, she didn't mean it. But on an everyday practical interaction, and what is and what isn't love, bottom line, she does. Because our actions tell us exactly what we mean. Karma is the Sanskrit word for actions. That's all it means. Our karma is not based on what we think and what we hope and what someone really meant and what someone really didn't mean. No, it's based on our actions. And in terms of meaning of those actions and how we handle life, that's based on our intention. Not what the ego emotionally meant, but what we are really connecting to in terms of our intentional behaviors. And so um, it's one thing to handle our wounds in a way that they have always been handled in our birth line, we've always been verbally abusive or we've always avoided issues and have been passive. We've allowed uh, certain sicknesses and abuses to go on in our families knowingly because that's just what has happened and we've always been secretive or completely oblivious and unaware because we're so tuned out. That happens with violent wounds. We get into a habit of self-soothing and self-protection that we're trying to substitute for the mothering that we need. We don't realize it's a toxic kind of mothering because that's the kind of mothering we've had. The Isis card is a root chakra full moon card, the self-mothering card. What is root chakra but our safety and security? That is the scene in the Wizard of Oz card when Dorothy runs into her bedroom after Miss Gulch takes Toto and she begins to cry at the foot of her bed, down by her bed. She's going to mother herself and cry and to hold herself and to soothe herself. That's a healthy kind of self-mothering. Um, when we are doing it in a way that we recognize others are unable to do this for me, I'm going to do this for myself. Um, 
But how we do it is as she did, you know, uh, Toto came back and she realized, although I love my family, I know Aunt Em didn't mean to side with Miss Gulch. She did what she had to do. I know Uncle Henry didn't mean to just kind of uh, melt back into the wall and not say anything. I know he loves me, but if I want to trust my intuition symbolized by Toto, and be happy, healthy, and whole, I'm going to have to get out of here. You know, that's healthy self-mothering. How we handle, quote-unquote, getting out of the situation is unique to us in our own cosmic calculus. For me, it has meant no contact, okay, in order for me to be happy, healthy, and whole, because the toxicity is to such a degree that I am not able to connect in a loving way towards myself in the exchange. You know, and so for some people, that just means less physical interaction. But there can still be conversations. There can still be times that, you know, we get in touch and that sort of thing. And for other people, it just simply means that they need to just verbally assert what their needs are more and work through that process. So, again, it's unique for each and every one of us how we handle our wounding because this wound is like any other pain in life, it is not a judgment or a condemnation, but a reminder that we are out of alignment with our soul's highest good. And it's just a uh, an alarm, like an alarm clock. It's time to wake up or an alarm on an ambulance that says, make way. You know, we have a serious life or death situation that is much more important than getting home in time for dinner. So move over, you know. It's an alarm that lets us know the food is about to burn up, you know. All alarms that uh, there is a fire, you know. What whenever we have something that quote unquote inconveniences us, such as pain, it is not a judgment or condemnation. It is letting us know we're never alone. And so, hey, this is going to take you down a route you do not go. Or, hey, this has you on a route that you do not want to be on. And so you're going to keep on getting these, you know, alarms. You're going to keep on getting these reminders. And I remember when um, I was on the road doing corporate training, and I was thinking about this not too long ago because I have been invited to go to a wedding in at the height of the coronavirus to a place, particularly at this time uh, in the United States, that you know is not historically known to be a very nice spot for people of African descent, such as myself, and. Um, very loving family, you know, for the invitation and whatnot. And I was just reflecting on how did I get myself into this? And (laughs) it has to do with years of practicing what I teach of (laughs) 
this loving detachment and allowing health, happiness, and wholeness come to me in the way that it needs to. And I don't limit it. You know, I don't say, well, it has to look this way or that way. Or My love, I don't put any limitations on the love that I receive from Great Mother. And so I have love from all different types of people and stuff. And I was thinking about it, being raised in somewhat of, of a militant uh, black family, a uh, loving uh, family, um, very educated family, um, respected in the community family and all of that good stuff. And wondering, how I, remembering, reflecting on how I got here. And I remember when I was on the road back in the day, traveling up along the east coast I had a swing that I had to go down through the Virginia mountains and I had met a friend in DC for some drinks at a hotel or something after uh, a training at this particular uh, hotel and they met me afterwards you know we hadn't seen each other in a while we had us a good old time and I had a couple of drinks you know and I got on my way and it started snowing and it was snowing and it was snowing I had to get up to those mountains to go to work and um, get checking my hotel and set up for the next, you know, seminar or whatever the next day at the next hotel. And it came up, I was getting slower and slower and then, you know, got late because I stopped for the drink, you know, afterwards and rush hour. And it was middle of the night. I was tired and just driving up through the mountains in the snow. And it kept coming. It kept going. It kept coming. It got worse when I got up in the um heels and whatnot and I got up in those back streets and back in the day it wasn't no the GPS like you have now you had to read the map and um I think I had a map quest print out or something like that yeah but it wasn't on your phone yet and so I'm looking back and forth and I'm up here um on this two-lane uh back heel uh interstate right and I run into a car on the side of the hill and I swear to you it was like a log cabin way back on this driveway from where this car was and they had some other little cars and whatever and trucks and stuff out there and so when I hit the car it was no place to go but walk up you know down to the house you know <laughs> to let them know I hit the car and this whatever and they were the sweetest back hill people in their little house with the wood burning stove it was cozy in there they you know was watching them some tv and stuff told me come and sit down just lackadaisical you know I said well yeah I'm, I'm sorry you know to interrupt you I've hit your uh, car your truck whatever I don't even remember what it was like a tractor or something and they're like yeah yeah that's been out there we need to move that and um they drove me to my uh, hotel, you know, after the AAA came out to get the car, the rental people came out. Anyway, um, I was really worried about that and whether or not the insurance would have to pay for it because it would go on my insurance. And uh, the people didn't end up pressing charges. The lady told me on the phone that the car didn't work. They didn't care. But they still could have gotten money for it, you know. And... Um, I just realized that some things that I was conditioned to believe or 
I hadn't been raised in a racist environment, you know, um, in a very integrated environment growing up, but I still had this, you know, being raised in the United States, you know, these stereotypes and stuff. And just in that reflection, it was so many experiences in life like that and, and white teachers that I had had, you know, on the farms in Kansas that had picnics and took me out to their house, you know, outside of class picnics at their home and to, to play with their chickens and baby chicks and just extra time, just love, just loving on me. And um, I was returning back to... Am I not going because of this or am I not going really because we're in the middle of a pandemic? And I had to ask myself that ultimately because we're in the middle of a pandemic. But the self-reflection was very purifying because it brought me back to understanding the value of my own cosmic calculus in healing this wound. You know... Our wounds are a many fragmented and many layered um, kind of injury. And that kind of unique artery that leads into the broken vessel that causes the bleeding that we each have. And for me, Racism has played out to be a part that has said that you cannot find your safety and security any place outside of this maternal bond because of this, 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 and this. Your security is always going to be based on your birth tribe and specifically your birth mother. And that reflection took me back through my cosmic calculus that sets me up to be around people outside of my ethnicity, not my race. You know, that's 12th house energy. You know, that's Piscean energy. That is the foreigner energy. And my unique aspects to mama drama trauma that would facilitate healing it. And so when we talk about souls and we talk about lifetimes and we specifically talk about this wound of mama drama trauma, it is a doorway, a portal into self-love, which means really standing in what that means for us because mama drama trauma implies unmet emotional, physical needs, right? We have unmet needs. We were not loved the way we needed to be loved in order to feel loved. And Great Mother wants us to feel that we are dearly loved. That's why she says dearly loved. Each That means something differently for each of us, okay? In other words... And so for me and my soul, my soul had to get those needs met with the foreigner. Because of the activation of Jupiter in my 12th house. Retrograde. Okay, and so 
we'll talk about um, hopefully at some point planets and that sort of thing. But if you really want to know, just go to greatmotherspeaks.info, hit the book now tab and join us any Sunday for our Divinity Identity support group. We go over our birth charts, our cosmic calculus, and how we are actually living our divinity identity. Being happy, being healthy, being whole, based on aligning with our soul. The contract this lifetime through Mama Drama Trauma to evolve in self-love. For me, for my soul, that's self-love. Honoring that that's what love means for me. It's a big part of it. It's not the only part. It's a big part of it. The soul contract of Mama Drama Trauma is for us to evolve in self-love and spiritual independence. Spiritual independence is that emancipation. The clicking of the heels three times, which is the final scene of the emancipation suit. She clicks her heels. Okay, the Final scenes of the movie when she wakes up in Kansas are the A card, S, P, I, R, E cards. And they tell us that, hey, I connect with great mother, Glenda the Good Witch, in my own unique way. She helped me through the yellow brick road and back home. Somebody else is just, you know out there trying to plant something in Oz and trying to become the best farmer they possibly can. Somebody else is, you know, trying to um, open a market and or trying to do something creative, a basket weaving. Somebody else is finding their way home. We all do that in our own unique ways. And therefore, our wounding is unique. Our wounding always comes and attacks that particular thing that is our spiritual grounding in the world okay some of us are spiritual drowning that's interesting our spiritual because spirituality is often an emotions great mother energy represented by water and there's a lot going on with water now um as an aside maybe that's another topic we can talk about let me jot that down uh, later, we talked about wind, but water. You know, some of us in our chart, we have a lot of scorpion, speaking of Piscean energy, um, cancer energy. And so that particular issue for us, and of course, all of us have um, cancer fourth house energy with mama drama trauma that has been activated. We want to, lunar energies, of course, Great Mother Speaks car. Um, look at what that is for us, you know, um, and handle our wound in the way that that needs to be shown love. You know, some of us that wounding is um, that we are not able to, okay, for me it was that I needed to. And so this takes the blame off of the mother. Speaking of shame, blame, and guilt. It's not her at all. She couldn't even give me that from the other. You know, even if she wanted to. My soul was needing that. So the experience of mama drama trauma forced me. It forced me to stand on my own spiritual independence. Independently get my spiritual needs met. 
Some of us might need to do that, and mama drama trauma forces us to do that in a way that we've done something that our family has never done before, such as that, or we have done something our family has never done before, such as actually initiate a more loving maternal energy in the family and stand up against all the toxicity and stay there and stand in it and transform it. Okay, that's not me. Mine is no contact for health, happiness and wholeness for this other thing that my soul wants. That's spiritual independence. But for someone else, it could be what I'm trying to say on the other end of the continuum where they recognize the toxicity is unhealthy, makes them unhappy and unwhole the same. But for their unique soul contract to establish spiritual independence, it is to stand in that with the warrior goddess energy and say, oh, no, ma'am, I have a child and I am going to be the one who stops this cycle. It stops here with me. And as a result, I am going to emit healing energy in and for myself, my household, and my child that is going to radiate to anybody and everybody who comes close to it, including my family right here, my extended family. So this line is going to be healed going forward. Everybody has access to it who has access to me and who I allow to continue to have access with me. And this is what the power dynamic maternally in this family is and is going to be from this point forward. Maybe the spiritual independence of someone else. So handle your wound accordingly, dear ones. Allow your angels, your guides, and your ancestors to show you, to answer your call and your questions and assist you with your own healing process. Others can be tremendous inspirations, but always remember, The true key to releasing all of the violence within us, that low tolerance for bullshit, the rage that we have been incarnated in such an experience, the grieving of that energy, of that toxicity, the letting go of that shame, blame, and guilt in order to receive and therefore plant going forward the next lunar season of our lives, emotional intuitive season, happiness, health, and wholeness. We must recognize our unique way we need to handle the wound of MDT. I hope that has blessed you today and has given you some inspiration to aspire to deeper knowing of yourself and whatever path you choose to do so. But above all and most of all, remember, Great Mother loves you and I do too. I am Great Mother, Holy Spirit.
Why Not Book, a moon sign reading at greatmotherspeaks.info. It's like having your very own internal homing device. Yeah, it's good to know where Venus, Mars, Jupiter, and all that stuff is in your chart. And the aspects are really important because they tell you your defaults, what you default to emotionally, what you default to in relationships and why. My specialization is looking at where your soul is evolving to. So go there right now and get a moon sign reading. It's Vedic Astrology, so it focuses on the moon. Just click moon sign reading and use coupon code POWER2020 for 35% off now.